You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, Episode 53. The focus of today's show is aloe vera gel, what it is, when to use it, when not to use it, when you do use it, how to use it safely as a carrier for blending with essential oils. That was a mouthful. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Liz Fulcher, and I would like to start the podcast today with a very interesting update from the last episode about trauma oil. It was episode 52, and if you missed it, I was questioning whether the name trauma oil is trademarked. So I emailed Herb Farm that produces trauma oil, and I received this reply. Hi, Liz. Thank you for reaching out. Yes, Quotes, trauma oil, unquote, is a product name that we registered a trademark for. This means that it entitles us, Herb Farm, to exclusive rights to use the name trauma oil in connection with the class of goods for which the name is registered, in this case, as a topical herbal infused oil. Any of our product names that have the TM symbol next to them, we have a registered trademark for. Please let us know if you have any additional questions, and we hope your podcast episode goes well. Warmly, Heather Saba, Herbalist and Researcher, Botanical Affairs Department, herb-farm.com. After I received this reply, I wrote back to ensure that the trademark did indeed refer to the product with the three herbs in it, and I received this simple reply, good morning, yes, the trauma oil that's trademarked has the three herbs in it. Calendula, Arnica, and St. John's Wort. She then sent me a photograph of the label where you can clearly see the trademark and the ingredients. And actually, that's right there on their website. So I probably had I seen that, I would have understood. But it's a little unclear because the label just shows two ingredients on the front. But on the back of the label, it clearly states the ingredients and the three herbs are named. There you have it. If you're producing your own oil at home, infusing those three herbs in olive oil and selling it as trauma oil, you'll need to change the name to something else. And a quick reminder, I now have a Patreon page for this podcast, patreon.com aromatic wisdom, where you, my listeners, can get some very cool benefits. And I keep adding them as people talk to me and tell me what they'd like. And you support the show at the same time. Okay, on to aloe vera gel as a carrier for essential oils. If you're just new to working with essential oils, new to aromatherapy, it is important to know that everyone who works with essential oils needs a variety of carriers in which to mix uh, their blends. For a super quick definition, the term carrier refers to any substance used to dilute essential oils. We dilute them to protect the skin, and sometimes the carrier that is holding the essential oils will even add additional benefits to, to the blend. Common carriers used in aromatherapy are nut and vegetable oils. 
creams, lotions, salves, ointments, even water, hydrosol, and aloe vera gel. Aloe vera gel is a product that's made from the inner leaf of the aloe barbadensis plant. That's the Latin binomial, aloe barbadensis. It's a succulent with thick leaves. You've no doubt seen photographs of aloe vera plant, but they have these thick, fleshy, serrated leaves, and it grows all over the world. But it's usually found in hot climates. I find this so interesting because it's found in hot climates where you're likely to get sunburn, and it's renowned as a remedy for sunburn. There's a word for this phenomenon that I cannot remember. When the poison and the antidote are found together in nature, for example, poison ivy will often grow near jewelweed, and jewelweed is a natural remedy for the effect that poison ivy can have on our skin. What is that called? Anyway, aloe vera gel, don't be confused by the name gel. The aloe gel that I'm talking about today as a carrier is actually quite liquid. It's very silky. It's very lightweight. It's nothing like the sticky, goopy gel you would buy for your hair. Because it is so light, it absorbs really fast into the skin and taking with it whatever it's it's uh, blended with. So... If you need quick absorption of an essential oil, this is a super carrier, particularly for acute issues. If you go back to episode 43, I talk about how you know the difference between an acute and a chronic issue and how to treat them differently. They really do require different types of carriers for, uh, for treating each one. Okay, now I'm going to give you a really good list of ways that you would use aloe vera gel as a carrier, the sort of types of conditions. Then I'm going to cover some safety things that are unique to aloe vera gel as a carrier. I mentioned burns. Aloe vera is always my first choice whenever there is a situation with a burn, any kind of burn. It can be sunburn, wind burn. If you touch hot metal, I have a friend who burned her calf on a motorcycle muffler and I used aloe vera with that. Using the carrier alone can heal the skin from a burn, but you will be so pleased if you blend lavender essential oil with your aloe vera gel. It doesn't have to be a high percent. One, two percent blend is really effective at addressing a burn. My second favorite way of using aloe vera gel as a carrier is for topical fungal conditions. Fungus issues on the skin get worse when they're covered. So it's best to avoid heavy carriers that occlude, like oils. Jojoba is very heavy. It's a wax. I would not use that with any fungal condition. Butters, things like that. Aloe vera gel is perfect for topical fungal conditions, specifically because it's so light and it doesn't coat and make a thick, heavy covering. I have used aloe vera gel for fungal conditions like ringworm, athlete's foot, uh, tinea versicolor, which is a specific type of fungal condition that people get on their skin that makes sort of white patches. I had a student approach me once and kind of lift up her shirt, show me her back and said, what is this on my back? And I knew straight away it was tinea versicolor. So I um, made a recipe for her that was really effective. 
It included lemongrass and palmarosa. Lemongrass is in the aldehyde chemical family, and it's great for addressing fungal conditions. But because it can be irritating, and you're using such a thin carrier, I also used palmarosa essential oil, which is in the monoterpenal chemical family, which is great for nourishing the skin. So that was kind of to help protect the skin and offset some of the irritation from the lemongrass. My third favorite way to use aloe vera gel, especially if you've got little kids, is in a natural hand cleanser, an antibacterial cleanser that is not the same as a hand sanitizer. And you really cannot use that term unless you're adding alcohol to it. And even then, uh, the standards are pretty stringent. So what I'm talking about is making a product that you can use at home. Very, very easy. You get a little squirt bottle. A one ounce size squirt bottle is perfect. Add your aloe vera gel and a couple of essential oils that are antibacterial. Tea tree is a great one. I will caution you about one thing. I made a little blend to take with me in the airplane. I put in aloe vera gel and I put in geranium because I love the smell of geranium. But the lady who sat next to me in the plane did not. Every time I'd use it, she looked over at me and she made a face passive aggressive much. And I said, is this bothering? And she said, that is so, the smell is so strong. It really does bother me. So of course I went to the lavatory and I washed my hands and did not use it the rest of the flight. Most people are fine if you use things that smell very clean and familiar, peppermint, orange. Tea tree is not familiar, but it doesn't seem to offend a lot of people. The conifers are nice. Essential oils uh, like pine, spruce, fir, most people enjoy those as well. By say most people, I mean the people in your vicinity if you're using it in a public space. There are a lot of other ways you can use aloe vera as a carrier. I have a blog post that actually I wrote about this. I'll include that link in the show notes, aromaticwisdompodcast.com forward slash 53. I'm going to talk a bit about some safety issues around using aloe vera gel. The first thing I recommend when buying aloe vera gel is that you get the real deal. There's a lot of garbage on the market that is being sold as aloe vera gel. It's thick. It might be green. It might be blue. In particular, if you find them at, uh, at a drugstore or at what we in the States call a big box store, such as Walmart, very often what you'll find there is not what you want to use for healing. So to ensure that you are getting the real plant extract and therefore the healing benefits, buy your aloe vera gel from a company that sells natural wellness or pure aromatherapy products. If you're buying from a company that sells essential oils that you trust, then I'm sure you can trust the aloe vera gel as well. The second area of concern is spoilage. Aloe vera gel is actually a water-based product, and as such, it's not going to have a very long shelf life. So you're going to need to treat it as if it's a water product, just as you would, for example, if you were working with a hydrosol. You need to take the same sort of precautions. I personally do not use a preservative when I use aloe vera because I make things in small batches and I use them up quickly. If you are making a product using aloe vera gel and you're selling it, you will need to use a preservative. We can talk about preservatives in another episode if you'd like. But when you're using aloe vera gel that you purchase, it usually has carefully formulated preserves, preservatives already in them and preservatives are natural like rosemary extract. So it's enough to give you 
a bit of shelf life. I would not keep your aloe vera gel longer than a year. This is one of those products I say buy in small batches, use it and buy a new batch fresh. And if you're making your little your products, make them in small quantities and use them up. And finally, once again, because aloe vera gel can really enhance essential oil absorption, start with a lower a lower dilution than you normally would. If you normally would use a 3% for an acute condition, go with 2%. You can always go back and add more later, but you don't want to create a situation that the skin gets irritated or sensitized because of the essential oils that are you're used in the blend that's supposed to be for healing. So be mindful of dilutions. Less is more when you're using aloe vera gel. There is so much more that I could say about aloe vera gel. But my objective today was to give you an overview and, and have you learn about it if you if it was new to you. And if you're already familiar with aloe vera gel, maybe you have some some new ideas of ways to use it or some new ideas on how to use it carefully. That's the conclusion of the main topic for this episode. Those of you that are regular listeners, you know what that means? Yeah, it's time to smell my life. This weekend, both my sons and my grandson are coming to my house to take my husband and I to see a Led Zeppelin tribute band. I kept calling it a cover band, and my sons schooled me that, Mom, that's very different. A tribute band is a big deal. That means that they dress like them, they look like them, they mimic their gestures, they mimic every aspect of the band, so it's it's almost like watching the real band. They don't just play their songs. So, okay, we're going to see a tribute band. The band is called Get the Let Out, and apparently they're very, very good. Growing up in high school, my husband James was a real leadhead, which is another term I've learned. It's not like a deadhead. Those are the Grateful Dead folks. James was a leadhead. He knows every Led Zeppelin song inside and out, the lyrics. If Stairway to Heaven comes on a playlist, everyone has to stop talking while he listens to the song and sings every word. And he's explained to me the meaning of the song. The guy loves Led Zeppelin. So he is extremely excited about this, as am I. Now, what does this have to do with Smell My Life? Well, I am cleaning the bedroom where one of my sons will be sleeping. And I do tend to kind of put things, quote unquote, over there just for now. And then a year later, I find it. Well, I was in one of those over there corners and I found a hydrosol that I had ordered from Lola King, who had BK, Be Kind Botanicals, which she has now closed Unfortunately, I'm very sad because her products were amazing. I had ordered from Lola a bottle of alligator juniper hydrosol a couple of months ago, Juniperus depiana, and completely forgot about it. And it was all wrapped up in the package. It's still absolutely fine. Oh, my heavens, does it smell great. This was just like Christmas morning for me. So I have been spraying this. Oh. Mmm. I wish you, there was smell-o-vision that you could, or smell-o-sound that you could experience this hydrosol, but it's absolutely gorgeous. So if you can ever find alligator juniper hydrosol, get some. It's gorgeous. That was my Smell My Life for this week. I will be back next Thursday to talk to you about the blue oils. Why are they blue? And what does that mean in terms of healing? And is there a difference between all the different oils that are blue in color? Oh, yes, there is a difference. Until then, 
Be happy, be well. 